You're listening to The Way Here. now tuning, allow me to paint a picture of where I am. I'm broadcasting to you from a cabin in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains, just outside the city of Cliffdale. The cabin's a renovated fire lookout tower that I purchased a little over a year ago. My son, Rodman, is standing here with me, and on my count, he'll flip a switch. That switch will travel through these copper wires and light an 80-foot-tall beacon that we've built outside. This light will emanate a serene glow that will permeate through our atmosphere and into the far-off regions of space. Now, I'm sure you must be wondering, what on earth is all this for? The light in the mountains? Think of it, my friends, as a lighthouse guiding weary travelers to Earth. Folks, the advancements made in science and technology led us to believe that we are not alone. And with the recent sightings in the Pacific Northwest, I've decided to make it my duty to help guide these beings to Earth. Now, as some of you may know, I've been broadcasting for a year, playing a mix of rock and roll, folk, and classical music, with the hope of serenading our celestial travelers. This music represents who we are as a species, our culture, our passions, and our dreams. Music is found in all cultures. I can't think of a better way to announce our invitation. Today marks our full-fledged attempt in guiding life to Earth. Today we christen the beacon in our radio station, the gazelle, Turkish word for beauty. For it's with beauty we hope to guide our friends to Earth. Beauty in light, beauty in sound, and beauty in our invitation. For today's special inauguration, I've written a poem that I'll share with you now. I hope you'll stay with us as we start this journey together. We've got Arlo Guthrie up next with Highway in the Wind. And for all those out there who might be listening, this is for you. It's Guzel? You mean we've been saying it wrong all these years? Wow, how did you get this? My dad, he, he had shelves of tapes. Did you know it was Guzel? Yeah, it was actually... Changed shortly after, you know, it all started. Mike, just get over the name. We have the whole history of the gazelle here. Guzel. I, I want to hear more of George. What else do you have, Dylan? I've got a lot on here. Um, not everything, but I tried to upload the most important stuff. What about his daily show? His banter, reports, calls? What did he play? Do you have the Arnold case? Yeah, uh, okay. I think this is it. He never got the uh, pilot on the show, but uh, he spoke with one of the other witnesses. It's, let's see, from June 1966. That's off their latest record, Pet Sounds. Really amazing stuff. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Gazelle. Today I want to feature a story from a woman by the name of Ethel Wheelhouse. On the evening of June 24th, 1947, a pilot by the name of Kenneth Arnold reported seeing a string of unidentified flying objects in the sky flying between Mount Rainier and Mount Adams. 
His story made national headlines when possible claims of other worldly origins were made. Another witness at the same time was Yakima resident Ethel Wheelhouse. Good evening, Mrs. Wheelhouse. It's a pleasure to have you with us this evening. How are you? Oh, fine. Thank you. Ethel, many people have reported seeing lights in the sky, but what makes your story special is the notoriety of the incident, as well as the number of witnesses, Fred Johnson, L.G. Bernier, and Mr. Arnold himself. Have you spoken to any of them about the incident? Yes, with Leonard. I can assure you we all saw the same thing. And can you describe what you saw for us, please? I was sitting at my table when I heard a high-pitched, almost melodic hum outside. I looked outside to see what it was, and there were bright flashes of light that caught my eye. At first, I thought I was seeing a fleet of jet airplanes, but these objects, these crafts that I saw, they were thin and convex in shape. And Ethel, let me ask you, what, what did you think they were? I can't speak of their origin, George. They may be Martians, or they may be angels. Or they could simply be the latest military aircraft. The reason I called was to clear up your validation qualifications. I beg your pardon? My story interests you because there were four witnesses. Is that correct? I do believe it's an exceptional case. I just want those who are listening out there who have witnessed something on their own to know that they're not crazy and that their encounters, whatever may be, should be assumed true, just as mine is. Thank you. I appreciate your words, Mrs. Wheelhouse, but understand that from a logistical standpoint, having two or more witnesses does indeed make any reported sighting more probable to be true. Mrs. Wheelhouse, are you there? We seem to have lost her. Well, that was Ethel Wheelhouse, who was witness to a UFO sighting in 1947, encouraging all listeners to share their story with us. You're listening to the Gazelle. Next up, it's the Kinks. Stay with us. <laughs> she just hung up on him? Whoa, was George fairly critical in his calls? Yeah, he was sort of picky in which ones, you know, which of the calls he aired... You know, he only wanted the true stories. And he was a businessman, right? Yeah, carnation milk. Well, it makes sense he only wanted facts. 90% of our calls now are from psychopaths. You think we should screen our calls? Isn't this the one place people are supposed to share crazy stories? They should feel like their experiences matter. I mean, even if it's just one light in the sky, it's, it's their light. Shouldn't that account for something? Oh, that's awfully sweet of you, Mike. But I'm on George's side. I think it's the best to corroborate these stories, to give us a clue or something. We're looking for fact, not fiction. Since when are we looking for anything? I, I thought we were just waiting. Well, you might be right. But still, we want the best stories we can get. I agree. I'm just saying this should be the one place that people shouldn't have to feel crazy for believing what they believe. What else do you have, Dylan? Do you have Marty and Steve? Um, yeah, uh, let's see. So George passed away in 1970, and his son Rod managed things for a month until he got Marty and Steve in here. So, okay, here it is. Found it. Uh, yeah, this is their first show. It was April 19th, 1970. This station was Dad's real passion, and I knew if I lost the Guzel, I would lose him all over again. 
Since Dad left me in charge of Carnation, I knew I couldn't handle both businesses at once. So to keep things going, I've brought on a few good friends. It's with great pleasure that I present to you your new hosts and keepers of the light, Marty Kelper and Steve Bishop. Take it away, boys. spaceship looking for a nice place to visit, might I suggest checking out Earth? We've got it all. Mountains, oceans, trees, animals. Mars got you down. Hop on down to Earth. You can spend your summers relaxing on the beach. You can go skiing in the winter. Uh, what else? I don't know. Waterfalls? Whoa, dude. Nice. Uh, thank you. Hey, Steve, we've got our own show now. How crazy is that? I know. Welcome to the new and improved Gazelle. <laughs> What George started, and our and get our friends up first. <laughs> From where to where? Here to there. I think we want them here. All right. Hey, here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, we'll show you the way here, there, and everywhere. Hey, Steve. Yo, Marty. You like Zeppelin? Do I? Then let's ramble on, baby. All right. <laughs> Are they stoned? Hmm. Nah, probably. Yeah. And these guys were on for how long? Marty was on until the 80s, right? Yeah, until Doug took over, so 85. What happened to Steve? He died. Oh, really? Yeah. Marty was devastated. The show was, was actually kind of dark for a while. Whoa, and it wasn't much better when Doug took over. That guy was terrible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he was, he was the one who really started archiving everything. He recorded all the shows and calls and all the stuff coming in, and he even started mapping out all the sightings. I mean, do you guys still use that? No. Well, we did for a while, but the map was already full, and it didn't really seem relevant. Oh, come on. That, I mean, that's useful data you're wasting. Well, we're very professional around here, as you can tell. Okay, come on, Mike. It's true. I guess the whole show has always been a bit rogue. Any chance that professionalism was lost when these guys screwed up everything? Oh, right, the Voyager thing. Do you have that? Yeah. You know, but I, I personally think it's kind of funny. Can I hear it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so this one is from August 5th. This is in 1977. Hey, what's happening, Space Cowboys? That was Steve Miller. You're listening to The Gazelle. I'm Marty. And I'm Steve. Exciting things are happening today in the world of space exploration. Steve, tell them what's going on out there. Thanks, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, the Voyager probe is being sent into space in just one month from today. And on that tiny rocket is a single record. Ooh. 
a golden record containing the sounds of Earth. The record is supposed to represent our little planet. It's said to contain the essence of all humanity. So here at the Gazelle, we see it as our humble duty to contribute to this gesture of hospitality. So, Mr. President Carter, Dr. Carl Sagan, whoever it is in charge of this record, we sincerely ask you, pick us. Mr. President, being the leading experts in UFOs and rock and roll, here are some records that we think should be included in the Voyager that our alien listeners will really, truly enjoy. Steve Miller Band, The Joker, Why Can't We Be Friends, by War, Deep Purple, Made in Japan, Sabotage by Black Sabbath, Steel Bill by Bill Withers. What else? Uh, who? Uh, Grateful Dead, Lou Reed. Is this still going to fit? I don't know, dude. Keep going. Okay. Uh, Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy, Thin Lizzy, Jailbreak, Richard and Linda Thompson, I Want to See the Bright Lights Tonight, Patti Smith, Horses, Springsteen, Born to Run, Neil Young on the Beach, Fleetwood Mac, The Car- Carpenters? Really? Why not? Throw them in. Queen, Share Heart Attack, Boston, Jefferson Airplane, Volunteers, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf? Fuck yeah, Steppenwolf. All right. Sticky Fingers by the Stones, Yallin Brothers, The Fillmore East. And this track from Jesus Christ Superstar, Blood Money. Oh man, this thing is like a lost <laughs> Jethro Tull. Listen to this, Marty. This thing is sweet. Okay, whatever. We got more. Hole and Oats, Bay City Rollers, Chicago, The Eagle. I didn't write those down. Is that on your list? It's fine. Someone wrote them down. Let me see it. John Denver, Jim Croce, Time in a Bottle, and Don McLean, Starry Starry Night, see you in space, losers. That's it? That's the big flub that got us in trouble? Yeah, I, you know, I, who knows, I guess they saw it as unprofessional and they fined them for the language. When did Steve die? Uh, sometime around 83, I think? Yeah, because Doug came on in 85. And Doug is the boring one. Eh, it's not that bad. I mean, compared to those guys, maybe. But, you know, he he definitely made it more, um, we'll say, educational. Yeah. It just wasn't very exciting. Hold on. Uh, here. Here it is. This, uh, this is something from November. Yeah, November 12th, 1985. Doug Morgan here. That was four preps with 26 miles. Fun fact, 26 miles high in the sky would put you in the top part of the stratosphere. Did you know the visible portion of the sky, known as the troposphere, is twice as big as the Earth's equator? So, if you're at the North Pole, the sky is roughly five miles high. And if you're standing in Nairobi, it would appear ten miles high. And now for one of my favorites. It's an oldie but a goodie. Here's Hold On by George Jones and Tammy Wynette. That's kind of cool. I, I think he sounds interesting. Mm, I see why he didn't last long. Well, it's not like people were getting kicked out of here. Go on, Dylan. I want to hear more. Who's next? All right, so, uh, Graham and Shauna Whitman. Oh, and then these were the guys right before you, right, Kurt? Oh, yeah. I, I like them. Go ahead and play it. Okay. Uh, this is a special one. It's from the 30th anniversary in 1995. You're listening to The Gazelle. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Shauna Whitman. And I'm Graham Whitman. Well, babe, do you want to tell our listeners what this special occasion is? I sure do. And to help me out, I've brought along a special friend. My Bruce Springsteen tape, Tunnel of Love. Ooh, I love that record. Tonight, I'm going to be playing the closing track, Valentine's Day, in honor of today, which just so happens to be... Valentine's Day. (laughs) That's very clever. Thank you. 
I just love the chorus to this song when he says, Is it the sound of the leaves left blown by the wayside that's got me out here on the spooky old highway tonight? Is it the cry of the river with the moonlight shining through? That ain't what scares me, baby. What scares me is losing you. Wow, that's good stuff. The reason I chose this song is, as many of you know, tonight we're celebrating our 30th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Graham and I. <laughs> no, excuse me. We're not that old yet. No, Shauna and I are a couple of spring chickens. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Today is the gazelle's 30th anniversary. That's right. 30 years, baby. And what an honor it is to be a part of this legacy. I remember eight years ago when Shauna had this crazy idea to come up and live here in the mountains. She was going on about aliens and UFOs and radio signals. And little green men from <laughs> Mars. Yeah. At the time, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do with my life. But I knew I didn't want to lose her. Our time up here has been the best eight years of my life. I can't say that E.T. hospitality has always been a passion of mine, but seeing her commitment to our planet and our species, our place in the universe, has really opened my eyes and made me a more generous and hospitable person. So here's to you, babe. There's no one else I'd rather stargaze with. And to 30 more years of the guiding light. Yeah. And now, Bruce Springsteen's Valentine's Day. Stay with us. Holy crap, were they always like that? Yeah, there is something, huh? That's disgusting. And they were the most popular host by a long shot. Oh, thank you, Dylan. If it's any consolation, the highest rated show was their farewell one, which, as you know... Was when they introduced Colleen and I. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to hear that? I do. Do you want to hear it, Kurt? Ah, sure, go ahead. Okay, let's see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, here we go. Sept September 21st, 2003. And don't forget to mark your calendars for the fall equinox in just two days. Well, dear listeners, the time has come for us to head home. But the light needs to stay lit. We thank you for all of your submissions. It was a tough choice, but there was one lovely couple that stood out to us. A couple just brimming with life and a real love for mystery and space and music. It is with great pleasure that we introduce your new hosts, Kurt and Colleen Evans. Hi. Hello. Kurt, Colleen, welcome. We couldn't be happier to have you. Hey, thanks, Graham. Thanks, Shauna. Uh, let me say it is a real honor to be here. Uh, I've been a big fan of you two for a long time, and your, your show has meant so much to me. And, and to be here now with my wife and take care of this project and this light that means so much to people all over the world, wow. It's truly an amazing opportunity. Yes, Kurt and I are very excited to be here. Now, Kurt, as I understand, you're a musician? Yes, that's right. And Colleen, can you tell our listeners your background? I'm a photographer, mostly weddings, but I hope to start doing some astronomy photography. Astronomy photography. I like the way that sounds. Astronomy photography. Astronomy photography. That is fun. How long have you two been married? Uh, it's been a year and a half. You can imagine my surprise when after just two months of being married, Kurt tells me he wants to go look for aliens in the Cascades. 
Your story sounds a lot like mine. Well, here we are. It should be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It took some convincing, but I'm glad she's here. I I couldn't imagine doing this without her. And we're both just honored to be here. Well, you two, we wish you the best of luck. What are you going to start the show with? Uh, Well, we wanted to do something that would capture the musical history as well as the intent and spirit of the gazelle. That's wonderful. Well, welcome aboard, kiddos. And so, for the last time, you're listening to The Gazelle. I'm Shauna. And I'm Graham. And this is Kurt and Colleen Evans with Harry Nilsson. Stay with us, won't you? Wow, I, I can't believe that was 12 years ago. How, how long was she here for? Uh, she was here two years. And how long before Mike came around? A long three. You were alone up here for three years? Yeah. Jeez. I, I don't know how you did that. I mean, that's how long Doug was here. It, Marty did it. I guess no one can really last up here by, by themselves. Well, somebody's got to do it. Oh, uh, Dylan, do you have the show that your dad was on? Ugh. Oh, yeah, let's hear that. Um, You, you really don't want to hear that. It... You know, it's like it's like all your other calls. Oh, come on, what's the big deal? And it's kind of embarrassing. Your dad believes in aliens. So what? Look where you are. This is our life. I know, I know. He it's just he was he was out of sorts. I Hey, we get all kinds, but Uh yeah. Sure. Okay, um Here it is. It, this is July sixth. 1986. You're listening to The Gazelle. Next up, we got a call from a man down in Olympia. Hello, sir. You're on The Gazelle. Hello? Hello. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you please tell us your name? Paul Reed. Hi, Paul. What do you want to share with us? Yeah, I I saw a crash. What do you mean, a crash? I saw something in the sky, a ship. It was moving fast, crazy, and flashing bright lights. I followed along Highway 2 when all of a sudden it dipped beneath the trees and BAM! Where exactly are you? On Highway 2, just south of the lake. And you saw an unidentified flying object? Yes, it was darting around and flashing lights. It looked like it was in trouble. How big was it? Uh, not very big, but, uh, but it was in trouble when it crashed. And you saw it crash? Yes, it dipped below the trees and it exploded. Was there any fire? I saw some lights and then I smelled smoke, but it didn't last for long. I'm going to go try and find it. As always, we will put a pin on the map and record your account into the database. It's out there, I promise. We have to find it. Once again, we have pinpointed your report and your account has been stored. Thanks for calling, Paul. You're listening to The Gazelle, and now here's Glenn Campbell. So that's it. I've never heard anything like it. A crash. What happened? Is this real? Probably not. Do we have any records of a crash? Not that I know of. Dylan, this could be huge. Have you been out there? No, why Why would I? I What what is the point? He was driving late at night. He was 
I, what, delusional? You heard him. No, I heard somebody who saw something. That, that voice believed what they were saying. Uh, sure, whatever. But that doesn't mean that it was real. Kurt, what is the point of going out there? To hike around and look for UFO wreckage? I'll tell you. Dylan, you wanted a story about the gazelle. Well, how about us actually doing something for once? Like instead of sitting around and waiting for something, we go out and find it. Yeah, but uh, if we go out and find nothing, what good is that? Look, I've talked to hundreds of people and your dad believed what he was saying. But if we go and find nothing, it will prove that... Well, I'm, well, it will prove that he was crazy. But if we do find something, this could be the thing to save us. It's up to you, Dylan. Oh, well, wh what about the station? I'll program the show tonight. We won't be gone more than two days. But, uh, there's nothing out there. You wanted a story, and this is it. Okay, you know what? Okay, let's go. Oh, this could be it. This could change everything. And you're cool with this, Dylan? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good story. Great. We'll leave in the morning. I'll go put the chains on the truck. Evening, folks. You're listening to The Gazelle. As some of you know, we're in the middle of raising money to save the station, and while things have really taken an unexpected turn here, we've just received a tip about a possible unidentified flying object that crashed here in Washington. Tomorrow, the team is setting off in search of that craft. We'll be gone two days, so I'm setting up some music to play in the meantime, and the message line will still be open. I appreciate your understanding. It's not normally in our nature to go following tips here, but with the current situation as it is, we feel like now is as good a time as any. We'll be gone for two days. Here's some Scott Walker for you. Have a good night.